The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Reb Shlomo Zaman Arbach lived in Yerushalayim, and he was very well known that if people used to come to him and ask him to write a hamlatzah, to write some type of affirmation of the family that they need money desperately, he would write, and every letter was a different letter. If you're a wise person, you would know how to read the letter and be like, oh, oh, they said this, he didn't say that. And you would know, based on that, people would be able to collect a certain amount of money. So the story goes that one time, somebody came to Rosh Hashem and Arbach, and Rosh Hashem was listening to the person, he's listening, he's listening, and he picked up on one thing that the person slipped in by accident. The person didn't want to say it, but they said by The person said, and she's, she's desperate to get funds. So Rosh Hashem picked up on that and he goes, what do you mean she's desperate for funds? Where's her father? Usually the father is worrying about this. What do you mean she's desperate for funds? So, oh no, her father is not really in the picture. Her father's not in the picture? Why is her father not in the picture? He said, whatever, there was a certain extenuating circumstance. She's not part of it. He says, okay, so where's her mother? Also extenuating circumstance. So Shlomo Zalman looked at this person and says, let me ask you a question. What did you come here for? He said, I came here to get Amlatza, to get an affirmation that she, we're collecting for her that she should get money. He says, okay, how much money do you think she needs for the wedding? I don't know, 20,000, 30,000? says, okay, so basically what you're telling me is you want a hamlatzah, so you get $20,000, right? He's like, yeah. He says, come back to me in three days and uh, I'll give you something. Now, that was very unusual because usually Rabbi Shamazaman on the spot would write something and give it to the person. Three days? Okay, maybe he's getting a little older. I don't know what he wants. Okay, came back three days later. And then Rabbi Shamazaman says, okay, no, so what happened? He said, well, I was waiting for the Rav to write something. He says, okay, you came for me in my Hamlatzah. This is really what you want to give this young lady. And with that, he pulls out from his drawer $20,000 cash and says, I personally raised the money for this young woman to start her life anew. This is what she needs. Get it to her ASAP. That's collecting tzedakah with responsibility. You hear a story, act on it. But don't just write a letter, beautiful, flowery letter. No! She needs more than that. She needs cash. She needs to get married. And Rabbi Shem Zaman understood that. I have to do that. I myself will go collecting for the money. And he wasn't a young man when this story took place. Second story. The Chazon Ish was known that every moment of his life was to Acheshbon. He had it literally down to the second. It was unbelievable. He was very good with time. Time, I mean, time management was amazing. And he was able to get it down to a T. And the story goes is that one of his greatest Tamidim came to speak to him about a very pressing halachic matter. The only one that could answer it was the Chazonish. And the story goes is that while this young man was waiting outside the door to ask a very pressing question, didn't say in the story what the question was, but it seemed like it wasn't like a, like a nudnik question, like, what do, do, am I, if I eat paper and I'm really hungry, do I make a shakol? I'm not really sure. Right? It wasn't like those type of questions. It was like a real, real serious question. And it had great ramifications. Only Chazonish could answer it. This young man was standing outside the Chazonish's door for over two hours. And he was wondering, what in the world's going on? He's, the Chazonish was with a couple. He thought maybe Shalom Bayit. He didn't know what was going on. He, okay. So curiosity got the best of him. And while they were in, finally, their second hour, he's like, okay, this is crazy, right? So he leaned forward and he was shocked. Yes, I think eggs for... Uh, 30 lira would be a good idea. If you want, maybe I know a certain person he could give you a good book. And he, unmistakably, the Chazanish's voice. He's giving them business advice how to purchase eggs, milk, 
if they should get certain type of spoons and they should put it by the checkout counter or not. So after 30 minutes of listening, the Chazanish going down the entire inventory of their store, the man couldn't take it anymore. And he gently knocked on the door and he opened the door a little. And as he locked the door a little open, he says, excuse me, Harav Karelitz. I'm really sorry, I have got... The Chazon Ish looked up, he said, he gave him a piercing glance that he felt like he was literally being zapped with like two laser beams, like, like that. He was like, like whoa! Like the Chazon Ish was known to be a very sweet person, but if he gave you the look, whoo, he got that look, and he's like, whoa, whoa! So he backed off, he shut the door, and he waited another 15 minutes, so it's almost three hours the Chazon Ish was speaking with his family. As they were walking out, the Chazanish walked them outside. Again, every moment of his is precious. He's walking outside, and he's telling them, by the way, I was just thinking about it, if you buy three dozen eggs, he's, again, he's talking about the eggs, and he's talking about the milk, he's talking about the slatted spoons, and like, what's he talking about? Chazanish, what? Like, he was so confused. After they walked away, the Chazanish turned to him, and he gently put his hand, he said to be a very soft, gentle person, put his hand on the person's arm and says, I'm so sorry I gave you that look. But let me explain something to you. Since those two people you just saw that I escorted out of my house, they're Holocaust survivors. Both of them came from a family of 10, 12, very large family. Every single one of their siblings, an extended family, were wiped out by the Nazis. All they have is each other. And they decided they're going to rebuild from the broken ashes, from the broken glass and everything, the ashes that they had. They're going to restart their life they figured they'll start a store. But they knew nothing about running a store. So they figured, hmm, who could we ask that's a very smart person and could probably help us with a store? Well, we know that Rev Karelitz, when he was in Kosovo, that was the city that he lived in in Europe, his wife ran a grocery store. So he probably knows all about groceries. So let's ask Rev Karelitz. And he took them in and he was telling them all the tricks of the trade that his wife employed when they were living in Europe. Because that is staka. When you give staka with achrayot, when you give staka with responsibility, it doesn't make a difference if the person is asking us. This is what they need. This is how they're going to. This is how they're going to get back on their feet. This is what they need, and that's what you must do. And if you understand that, it's going to be a whole paradigm shift in how you approach people. This person is not annoying. This is Hashem's gift He's sending to me to work on myself somehow. Hashem sent this person to me. For me to deal with this person with their very unique set of circumstances, why they came to me, I have no idea, but somehow I'm going to guide this person. I don't know how, I don't know why, but it's going to happen. That's Taka with Akhrayot. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.